0: Welcome to the truth in his art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today I have the privilege of chatting with an environmental justice researcher, organizer, and the director of uh, GRASS, that is the Glass Recovery and Sustainable Systems here in Baltimore. Please welcome Dante Swinton. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Uh, Hey, nice to be here. Um. a yeah, it's, it's
0: <laughs> Always. I mean, you get you look. This is illustrious. We gotta have that energy, right? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So I, I want to start off for those who are undipped because you know you we we've learned in the last um, several months and I think really probably over the time of uh, since twenty twenty that has been more and more focused on some of the smaller, some of the micro businesses that are developing here in Baltimore. So if you will,
1: could you introduce yourself and tell us about the mission of Grass? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, again, I'm Dante Swinton. Uh, I've been working on uh, environmental justice and zero waste uh, in the city for about seven years. Uh, Just transitioned to a new position um, with the Center for International Environmental Law, but still have my uh, uh, voice being heard in, in the zero waste space. And I decided to put together something like GRASS, Glass Recovery and Sustainable Systems because there's so much value in transitioning our city and the country and the world into a zero waste economy. And so uh, I wanted to start that with a small but mighty organization uh, centered around glass recovery and turning that glass into artwork and glassware. So I'm um, happy to, to chat about that and, and just be an example of what a zero waste future looks like in yeah. baltimore city no, that's great we we hear about more
0: and more and we want to be able to weed through it we want to get to and, and i like how you touched on small but mighty those mm-hmm. to me feel like those are people that are actually doing work versus you know our you know uh, social responsibility blah 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 blah, blah. Mm-hmm. buzzword oriented and we we hear about sustainable futures we hear about zero waste so for those who are undept and they want to cut through the clutter. Could mm-hmm. you define sus- being being more sustainable, de- being uh, in, in a zero waste, because it might be simpler than I'm thinking it or many people listening may think it is. But could you define mm-hmm. that for us? Uh, sustainable yeah, absolutely. Being zero so, waste?
1: yeah, not a problem. So zero waste uh, is, is, a, is a general concept, a framework of moving our society to a point where we're no longer burning or burying any waste that we produce. Uh, and it tries to change the language instead of calling things trash, um, more folks tend to call it discards because a lot of that stuff can be reclaimed, reused uh, and, and the like. And so uh, right now about 75 to 80% of what we dispose of uh, in, our, in our trash cans or what have you um, is recyclable, reusable or compostable uh so we're already at a pretty good spot in terms of what we could recover reuse compost and all that but uh with the way policies are structured around waste management in most cities uh we don't have uh the capital invested in the types of things we need to maximize our diversion rates from uh, the incinerator here in baltimore uh as well as the landfill um and so zero waste is the idea of of getting to that 70 percent point and then uh 75 to 80 percent point and then uh trying to uh redesign all the remaining 25 to 20 percent uh uh or 20 to 25 percent material that is not recyclable reusable compostable so you're like some of the plastic packaging we have for food right now it's, and they started putting together these more and more plastic metal alloys and they it's hard to recycle those because these different materials are uh stuck together so um putting in policy that gets us closer and closer to zero is the concept and uh yeah i think that's 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 really really
0: big and really important because i know there are efforts here here in baltimore um we wanted to take certain measures right like mm-hmm. I remember with the fast food, you know, it became, you know, or the delivery, if you will, it is kind of one of those weird things that we're now part of that cost. Mm-hmm. So you order something, it's like, Oh, so for me to get the thing, I have to pay for a paper bag. It's like, why don't we get past the whole plastic thing? And mm-hmm. it, and I think it's a hard selling point. I think it's kind mm-hmm. of like, we, this is a good idea, but also we're not going to really invest in it. And yep. and it's, it's odd to me because I, I do the meal kits. Right. And mm-hmm. I just got one yesterday and I noticed that they've put an effort in to have more, you know, like being able to ship their stuff because you want to make sure the right. stuff is safe, but it's less plastic, it's less waste in it. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, chances are made. But also, is that part of inflation too? That mm-hmm. you don't want to have that overhead? <laughs> it's like, which one is it? Is it business right. or is it doing right? And the, the fact that you're touching on like this is more of the doing right side of things, mm-hmm. because when you hear zero waste, you're like, ah, what is what's zero? But when you're breaking it down the way that you did, it's like mm-hmm. there is a 70 percent that we're looking at. And what can we do with that? That remain 75 mm-hmm. percent or, or so. What are we mm-hmm. doing with that remainder? Because, right. You know, mm-hmm. not everything. And, and maybe that leads to to innovation. You know, mm-hmm. maybe that leads to, oh, well, we can make. You know, something out of, let's say, a watermelon rind or we can make something mm-hmm. that's, you know, storageable for that and we're growing that versus we're making it and, you know, it's something that will, you know, decompose at a certain rate and it's mm-hmm. not going to be in those landfills because right. I don't know about you, but. When I'm walking around the city, you know, I almost get that Native American, you know, teardrop thing that's going on.
1: <laughs> um,
0: you know, over here in East Baltimore, it's like mm-hmm. it's this blighted sense that you see these abandons, you see these empty houses and people are like it's going to throw this chicken box box on the ground. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, can we do something about that? Where does this stuff
1: go? Take pride in what we're doing. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, and uh, so a couple of things. One, are you doing HelloFresh? Um, I'm I'm not doing HelloFresh. I'm doing Megafit right now. I got to do the oh, okay, bodybuilder. Okay. I don't know if I know that one. <laughs> but uh, I usually do uh, HelloFresh. It's been not too bad. I sometimes get boxes ordered that i didn't mean to order and have to try to get a request on a refund but you know uh generally they're pretty good so shout out HelloFresh. but um this podcast yeah. is brought to you by <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <Had> to check. <laughs> uh, oh man sports editors top 10 uh anywho but uh <laughs> yeah i uh um I, I, I agree. I think that uh, it is. It could be a combination of folks trying to minimize packaging, both for an environmental aspect, but also trying to minimize their total costs uh, with everything being uh, uh, suffering from this massive inflation we've had. But yeah, I like I I also have that feeling of the the presence and prevalence of things that could have been recycled being on the ground, or things that weren't not ha- being in in a, a, a garbage can or what have you. But like uh, I think there's also just been a major disconnect with the city in terms of uh what its waste management policy looks like versus what actually could be done. Like we rolled out uh large 65 gallon recycling carts, which was a, a victory for for the uh, for my old org and, and all the other orgs we we work with, like South Baltimore Community Land Trust and all those folks. Like, sure. so yay, step in the right direction. But the city has never put a lot of money behind education around recycling uh, or even getting to composting, and they because they've strictly depended on the trash incinerator since 1985, and and you know like that. Uh, there's a lot of classes and racist aspects to. Yes depending on the largest polluter in the city for nearly four decades. Uh, And so, for example, when they rolled out the the trash carts in uh, 15 to 16, they did a pilot in Bel Air, Edison, and Mondawmin and they gave everyone the 65-gallon trash cart, but also gave everyone a 25-gallon recycling bin. Now, it should have been the same size, but that's neither here nor there. But uh, we uh, uh, they, they saw, and they gave a little bit of education around what needed to go in the recycling bin. And in the results that they had, they saw that people were recycling more because they now had a bin and, and now knew what needed to go into it. But when they had to make the decision of what they were going to roll out, they just decided to give everyone trash cart and not spend the money on giving everyone a recycling bin. So they they just gave up on, again, on the opportunity to get more people aware of what's uh, happening uh, in, in terms of all this waste going to the incinerator when it could be recycled and obviously other things being composted. So there's just never been a full scale effort to, to to make us into a, a city like an Oakland that has a, a greater level of diversion uh, and whatnot is a city of color. And uh, you know, like there's this, for whatever reason i will i know the reason but uh, you know uh for thinking that baltimore is too poor or too black has been a constant in terms of trying to build up greater environmental justice yeah. in the city um and and it's just very enraging that uh, uh mayors after bureaucrats after more bureaucrats mm-hmm. after council members have not just like called that out and recognize that we don't need to go in a different direction but i'll i'll stop there
0: no 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 i i think in part and thank you for that because i think mm-hmm. in part there are certain things that are low-hanging fruit like there are systemic systemic things that are here mm-hmm. and i think one of the things that's often and this is how i'm going to bring it back and i'm going to show you one of my skills um mm-hmm. uh, I, I think one of the things that's often left out when you're doing this education right Mm -hmm. why not hire an artist to say, look, we're going to shoot this video. We're going to do some graphic work to kind of maybe make an infographic of this is what goes here. This is what goes there. Really spoon feed it. Like you Mm -hmm. guys, you know, this is a reeducation for it. And you can't do black people don't do that, but also we're not going to give you the resources to engage in that. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm thinking. So with that, within your work, I've read that you're working to support, uh, entrepreneurial artists and, uh, what are some of the key distinctions between entrepreneurs and artists for you? Um, and where do they overlap?
1: That was was my backhanded
0: segue back into it. (laughs) Hey,
1: hey, you know, I like it. I appreciate it. Uh, Uh, but, um, yeah, you know, uh, so for us, our idea is to lift up a few folks, uh, from Westport, whereas, uh, that's the home of the incinerator going to hire three folks from there. Um, and they're going to be able to learn, uh, alongside me because I, I have not done glass working yet. There's going to be a lead glass artist. They're going to be like a co-manager with me. Um, but, uh, so we'll all get to learn together, but, uh, the idea is to, uh, um, to have them come in and, and be able to, to develop a new skill, uh, and ultimately garner a co-ownership stake in grass. Uh, so that way, not they're, they're not only making money from doing that work, but also any sort of profits sharing that we have once uh, GRASS hits profitability uh, is going to be uh, uh, significant. And uh, GRASS is also going to be a, a subsidiary of a nonprofit that I'm working on uh, launching called Our Zero Waste Future, uh, which is going to uh, lift up. Uh, the benefits of a zero waste economy in multiple communities, uh, including uh, Baltimore and then my home state of South Carolina, as well as Texas and hopefully uh, Illinois as well. Uh, so that, that's coming down the pipe, hopefully. But um, yeah. And then in addition to that uh, and, and to getting those workers out of Westport to, to become new POC entrepreneurs, uh, we want to have uh, artists that are sculptors, painters, uh, musicians, uh, uh, jewelers, whatever mm-hmm. be able to have a space that's uh, affordable for them to rent to sell their work and uh, just make a greater connection to the arts community in that way. So um, so we want to touch base on any uh, on developing entrepreneurs while also providing space for entrepreneurs that are not connected to, to glasswork, uh, to come in and and be able to to sell their stuff and, and, yeah. and uh strengthen their economic uh stability and, and what have you and I just think that's a really powerful tool uh to to get Grass's name out there but obviously also get their name out there too. Yeah we, we,
0: we don't want to be siloed either, you know, where mm-hmm. right. it's like, oh we we don't want ours to have any business sense. And then that's right. that's in a, in a sense Eh, We can take advantage, you know, people who are mm-hmm. in a certain spot or what have you. And I think on the flip side of it, we we don't want, uh, you know, people who are entrepreneurial minded. You know, I think naturally and currently they're both the same in many regards. Mm-hmm. It's like if you are an entrepreneur, you have to find creative ways to solve problems. Absolutely. You're working on fringes and, you know, with these micro businesses and such, you're doing mm-hmm. a lot more small but mighty, small but mighty. And I think, you know, artists, they're selling their works, they're selling their times, they're selling their skills. So, you know, if you're gonna work with a glass artist or what have you, you're 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 speaking with art. you have to be somewhat more mindful than mm-hmm. you normally would be. It's like, is this the best glass artist I can find? Can I find somebody else? <laughs> or you know, what kind of stuff are they working with, or mm-hmm. what temperature are you blowing at? You know, you start mm-hmm. <laughs> asking questions of that thing. So I read that um, this this and this next question is very interesting to me. So I read okay. that you ran for mayor in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. Yeah, that is
1: correct. What, that was that was, ex- uh,
0: what was that? experience like? Any of those key learnings, and um, what
1: surprised you? Yeah, I mean that, that my my first thing was uh, that was that was an experience. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean I uh, I chose to run uh knowing that we just had two of the last three mayors just like uh our, yeah i guess uh had to resign that were uh, had been elected or whatever and that's crazy in itself but uh-huh. um compost kevin or what have you no. yeah. <laughs> not like healthy and, holly uh, yeah what do i know <laughs> right and uh like i just um it was just maddening to to see that but also just ongoing uh dependence on on very archaic approaches to to dealing with the root causes of of situations here in the city and mm-hmm. like and you know let's uh keep adding more to our half billion dollar police budget that seems great mm-hmm. and uh uh you know i mean it, it what is it it's like three and a half billion and uh over the last seven years yeah and yeah. so Uh, basically just for for policing. And like our budget, uh, I think last year was like three three point something billion dollars. So like the fact that over seven years you can manage to match that uh, with the amount of money we put in policing was nuts. And so knowing that that money could have been utilized to facilitate the uh, creation of multiple job fronts, uh, providing additional uh, mental health support uh, for for folks in, in communities, because there's a severe lack of that, uh, considering the level of trauma that our city has been going through yeah. and, you know, paying our teachers more, uh, expanding the circulator to provide access for folks like all those things just got to a point where I was like, all right, well, even without having a lot of money, I needed to, to jump in and at least call this out. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, without ads or whatever, uh, which is unfortunate, people came to forums, they came to the environmental forums, they came uh, to, I think, the Morgan State one, like all these different uh, spaces. If they heard me, they they understood where I was coming from, and they they liked that I actually answered the questions provided. Uh, you know, <laughs> people seem to be very uh, uh, disinterested in doing that. But that's um, a great question. Moving on to a different thing, <laughs> right? Exactly. But all that being said. Um, yeah, you know, I mean it was it was cool to just be able to put that out there and 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 have people like say, yeah, like that that dude's saying some really like important uh stuff. I was going to to Chris. <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this. Is this G-rated? Um, but uh yeah, you know, uh so um yeah, it was cool. And like I feel like I don't know, I thought about potentially throwing the Ring again in 24, but with grass starting to get off the ground i may need to push it back to maybe 2028 but i still think we're not doing enough and and leadership is not like challenging the root causes of anything and the way that it should be so um we'll see uh but you may see my name on there again at some point i think
0: i think one of the things that that happens is and i'm sure i'm going to get flack for this but I, i think it's valid i think a lot of times we get caught in these and i'm sure there are all types of other things that have to do with it but outwardly, I feel like we run into this trap of like a lack of vision on how we can do things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going back to one of the things that you touched on in terms of budget, right? Mm-hmm. When, you know, we first started talking about defund the police and all of this different stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm a data analyst. So I'm going to look at the numbers immediately. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you guys released this budget. And your budget is saying, this is happening. This is what people mean. And I was like, we need to stop doing, we're not marketing people. We may do things that sound cool, Mm -hmm. but I think, you know, like, I'll put it this way. I don't know what the word codify means, right? (laughs) So it's like, just put it in layman's terms. So like the defund thing, just say that differently. Say what you mean. Cut to the touch right. the chase. So my thought was when people were talking about defund, it's like, how about, you know, we're going to take some money from here and reallocate. That's what right. it really should be to right. these different areas. And you name several of them. And I think civil rights is another one that, that has to be in that list. Absolutely. And, and those are ones that weren't really being touched on. And, you know, to the degree in which like police were, or what have you, you know, I, I think we go for these really wild extremes sometimes because it's trauma baked in and it's a, an experience baked in. There are these mm-hmm. um, these different things that we're all living within mm-hmm. and we have these parameters we have to navigate and we want what we want. We want it now. So you can't soft pedal it. But at the same time, I think you, you have somebody that's always in the middle. You have like, you know, extremely, we're pro this. We want the mm-hmm. status quo to stay the same. And other mm-hmm. people are like, let's just blow it up yeah. and restart. I think somewhere in the middle, it's like, we're going to have this. How do we work within these parameters to get more and a substantial more? Not like an inch. We're, we're
1: talking about, we want feet, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, I agree. I mean, I think that that's the thing I tried to underscore in my campaign. It's like, I don't want to uh well no that's a lie um I <laughs> been a politician uh, I, you know, already <laughs> yeah you know uh, exactly I fit right in um uh, brought to you by HelloFresh. Uh but you know I uh let's see I, I so I definitely feel that the the idea of policing being the primary source of our all of our solutions is totally false. It's yeah. the wrong way to go and in my present uh, my proposals uh, platform or whatever um i wanted to move at least 200 million dollars out of that budget uh and into uh things such as my poverty erasure and community enhancement zones or peace zones yeah. and the idea was to uh, uh spend about 12 million dollars on uh revamping homes and communities like your sand towns and park heights and what have you and then setting up space for uh uh, ownership uh, for folks in those communities to now have access to home ownership, that they'd get rent subsidies uh, for a couple of years, they would get uh, uh, the educational tools needed to to move towards home ownership and, uh, and set that up, but also the need for access to community grocery stores and co-ops and what have you yeah. like, uh, like that made far more sense to spend uh, that police money on, uh, uh, on, on those investments and in actual real, Efforts to to create jobs in those communities, particularly zero waste jobs, um, uh, than it does to spend another half billion dollars on a thing that has not made any sort of dent on the structure of the city. Uh, and and I would want to want to to have continued to diminish that amount of uh, funding for the police uh, because I, I don't believe in in them being the the savior of of this city. And uh, and you know it's very. Radical space, but sometimes you got to go in a different direction because obviously it's not working right now. So, yeah. And, you know, and I also understand that some folks like perceive uh, police as the folks that will keep them safe, but obviously other folks feel that that's not the case. And obviously a lot of communities have experienced it not being the case. And so, um, yeah, I uh it was a very radical platform, and I think it'll you know potentially be even more radical for run again. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> nevertheless, um, I, I, I just feel like we, the city with the, with the police budget but also just general policy has never really actively tried to solve the root causes. like like the there's a reason why the speedy kids are around. Yeah. You know, they just have no access to jobs for their parents uh, to, to, to make ends meet. And and or or and put food on the table so they don't have to be out there in the heat, barely getting any money from folks who try to ignore them or maybe hit them or anything like yeah. that. Like until we actually address the uh job uh creation for 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 teens, for adults, and anything like that. It's still gonna be a struggle. And so that's mainly one of the reasons why I chose to run, as well as actually having a platform on fighting climate change. So yeah. uh yeah. Mm-hmm. There's,
0: and before we leave this and go to the next question, um, yeah. there, there is this this sense that, um, at least from what I'm saying, and maybe I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but um, usually I'm not. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's this thing where you start seeing ideas that feel like they're old mm-hmm. and they're presented like they're they're fresh. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're back. We're bringing back the penny houses. It's like, yeah, but how about you work on this education for like, right. people buying houses? Or mm-hmm. we're, we're doing just certain things that just feel like no, this is a recycle and not in a positive way. This is just a rehashing of something because it's low cost and we already have mm-hmm. this playbook. So let's not innovate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that, that's an issue. I think if you're not innovating, you kind of have the same people there and the cost of everything goes up, the needs increase. And if we're going to be a, I put it like, I, I love baseball, right? I'll use this mm-hmm. as an analogy. Like if we're competing against Boston in New York,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> And we're still trying to do this small market thing. You're you're in, in a comparable way. You're not up to snuff, so you have to do things that may be radical, that may be a shift in dynamics, and you have to just take what comes with it. But I think the effort is you got to try, and mm-hmm. I think people rather be safe in, in in the sense of not like safe from like harm or anything, mm-hmm. but safe in that. no, nah, you know what? I'm gonna make sure I don't ruffle any feathers. I make sure I kiss these rings. And it's not calling anybody up specifically, but I think that that's the nature of a lot of people. So when you're doing something that feels radical, it might be closer to what the truth is or how you should approach things versus otherwise. Absolutely. So let's talk about entrepreneurial hacks. Um, We all run into these things of staying focused. And I've learned um, recently that. Sometimes when you procrastinate, when you're not focused, you might gravitate towards something that's kind of a creative task. And you're like, oh, yeah, like I might sit here and doodle. And suddenly it's like I got a lot of sketches now and it feels (laughs) like I'm just messing around, but it's just naturally there. So to keep yourself like focused on your day to day, what are some of those hacks to keep keep you focused uh, and keep you productive?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to pace myself a bit because... For the longest uh I I looked at um I looked at grass as like needing to like start off swinging I needed to have all the money and all this big level thing. Like I I stuck with a 215000 dollars like goal uh to, to start us off like for a year plus. And you know, as I wasn't getting any uh positive uh feedback for for a good chunk of the uh foundations I reached out to. Um I realized all right yeah you know I need to uh shrink my goal and 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 start off a little smaller um but obviously make that 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 smaller start even better um and so I you know I I I pace myself in terms of analyzing all right what do I need or where am I where's the funding going to come from or how do I identify a site for 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 grass um because that's been the biggest stress I feel and I think it's important to like like you know, obviously work on what you're doing, but also recognize that you deserve a break and uh, and can uh, uh, spend time, spend a little time doing this, take a little break, spend a little time doing that, take a break. Um, and you know, and believe in your idea because, like, whenever folks uh, hear about it, it's like, oh, that sounds really cool. I'm like, I'm glad because sometimes I, I I think otherwise, but. Um, yeah, I uh, I would say that it's important just to like pace yourself. Understand that maybe your initial vision is not going to be how things start, and that's okay. Um, and and if you if it helps to to make it into a little smaller task or smaller uh, starting approach, uh, I think that goes a long way. And uh, being in these business accelerators has helped uh, me I understand that, you know, like I, I can believe in my idea. I can, I can convey it in a, uh, very, uh, convincing and, and, uh, an exciting way, uh, yeah. to potentially garner additional support. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, that's, that's, that's what I've been looking at the last year or so. And it's just helped me get a little calmer about trying to launch a business. Yeah. Um, and uh uh plus you know, having to deal with it uh trying to launch one while a pandemic's happening. Also <laughs> not the most ideal setting. So um yeah, I, I I I just encourage folks to 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 remember they're not alone in in and trying to figure out what, what this business could look like, uh, that there are a lot of stresses going on and, and, you know, just, just pace yourself and breathe easier. Um, yeah. that's, that's great. And you, you touched on, uh,
0: business accelerators. So that Mm -hmm. leads me to the final real question before I get into those rapid fire questions I have for (laughs) you. Um, and this is kind of a a precursor to the rapid fire questions. Um, I'm going to switch this one up a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. so in, if there were one word, that comes to mind to describe uh your relationship and how it's been the experience with the uh, innovation works. How would you describe that
1: um, I would say positive would be the word uh like it's 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 a, a different type of accelerator than the social innovation lab and like I like both of them yeah. um and they like complemented each other pretty well i'd say um I like how i've been having some of my like assumptions, assumptions challenged or needed to be able to clarify why I was assuming X, Y, and Z and whatnot. And, and I think they are super helpful, uh, in, in helping you figure those things out because yeah, like I, I had a couple of ideas on, you know, how I was going to create revenue. And like, I learned, um, maybe a couple months in that I was still looking at my budget. Uh, from like a nonprofit lens and not a for-profit lens. And like that just shifted my m- mindset for the rest of this program. I was like, oh, okay, that's the thing I was doing. And now now it makes far more sense to, to have looked at it in this other way. And therefore I can adjust my numbers as necessary. Um, but yeah, and you meet just so many great, people and in in innovation works and sil and what have you and so uh yeah i would say it's been pretty positive and like i'm definitely looking forward to the showcase and, and to the upcoming pitch practice uh next week i'll be in toronto uh so i'll have to chime in uh for a little bit uh or whatever but um yeah yeah it's been it's been good and it's just great to meet so many cool people doing a lot of great things um in the city and that it's those voices that need to be supported even more uh yeah. versus waiting for like you know an amazon to come into the city or whatever like actually lift up these small businesses these small uh small but mighty visions yeah. uh to 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 better our city um and that would go a long way yeah and that's ultimately how you and i got connected um uh, so big shout mm-hmm. out
0: to um the fine folks at innovation works indeed uh not indeed never indeed (laughs) i was just in austin and their headquarters is down
1: there so whenever you were walking around you just see the big indeed building i was like "Boo!" right yeah i haven't used indeed in forever so you know uh, it's it's been a Uh been a thing in the in the background of life for me which is good I got some rapid fire questions for you. Um, they're all over the place, but the key okay. to
0: them is to try to answer them as quickly. It, brevity is key here. Um, okay. So let's let's rock and roll with it. Um, cool. In terms of iconography, what key image comes to you when you think of Baltimore? Oh, Orioles. Awesome. <laughs> OK, OK, you, you're, you're, you're doing well so far. I would say the same thing. Um <laughs> What's an old TV show that never gets old to you? Like something that you're binging, but it has to be like an old TV show. Okay. Uh, Fresh Friends are Friends. Okay. I've been on a Miami Vice deep dive recently. Oh, nice. It's been, it's been great. It's been, it's been like, I was like, look, I'm going to put on some pastels and roll up the sleeves. It's going to be great. <laughs> Favorite childhood memory? Um,
1: oh, man. Uh, <laughs> i I don't know I guess what i guess this depends on how we define childhood uh if we're saying pre eighteen then like uh ice storm leading to crazy Christmas party and staying at my best friend's house for uh like five days because everyone else had no power and it was just a really good time
0: that that sounds like a win that sounds like fun to me mm-hmm. um last two I got for you um both of these are kind of uh, food related. Uh, chocolate
1: or vanilla? uh vanilla for ice cream. I don't understand chocolate ice cream. Never have. Oh, you're one of those.
0: (laughs) No, vanilla is good for ice cream. Vanilla is good for ice cream. Chocolate cake, though, always chocolate cake. Oh
1: yeah, chocolate cake's good though. I'll I'll, I'll do that. Just ice cream. I never understood it. I just, just, I don't know. There's too much happening. (laughs) I can't. I can't deal with like white chocolate because it's fake. Oh no! I uh, my my partner loves uh, making fun of the fact that I do love white chocolate. Oh uh, no! And, uh, but I also like milk, and then I have more appreciation for dark chocolate in recent years. So I'm all, I'm all, I'm across the board. All right, last one I got for you: um, salty or sweet? Ooh, uh, sweet! I definitely have a big sweet tooth. Um, I also have a big salt tooth probably. So you know. Uh, <laughs> it's like both. <laughs> like where's yeah, the assaulted caramel? Like, <laughs> right, exactly. Oh man, that's just some pretty good stuff right there. So that's pretty much it for
0: me. Um, and I, I want to thank you uh, for coming on to this podcast and sharing uh, your work with grass and some mm-hmm. of your background and uh, your your story running for mayor. Um, and if you will, I want to invite you to um, uh, tell the fine folks where to check you out, check your workout website, social media, all of that good stuff. And thank you again for coming on to the podcast.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely, Rob. I appreciate you reaching out and being interested in, in chatting with me. Um, folks can go to instagram and Twitter uh, and find grass be more uh, bmore and uh on Facebook or grasp Baltimore uh, website is grassbemore.org and uh yeah I think that's all of them um <laughs> I, I, I email is also grasp be gmail so um yeah uh connect with us i'm really excited uh finally found a, a site i think in Pigtown. um nice. so folks can commute uh, uh not too far for 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 uh, the gig and that'll be launching hopefully in september so i'm really excited about that
0: it's wonderful so there you have it folks i want to again thank dante swinton for coming on to the podcast and uh share, sharing some sharing some thoughts sharing some stories and um for Dante Swinton, I am Rob Lee saying there is sustainability, community engagement, all of that good stuff in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it. Howdy. Rob Lee here, your friendly neighborhood podcaster. And I wanted to tap in real quick for two reasons. One, to thank you again for checking out this podcast, subscribing, sharing, all of that good stuff. And two, I wanted to introduce this week's theme. We're uh, working with some local businesses. Um, it's a partnership with myself and Innovation Works. What's Innovation Works, you might be asking? Well, let me tell you. Innovation Works is a Baltimore based nonprofit with the mission to reduce Baltimore's neighborhood and racial wealth divide by supporting and accompanying leaders of social enterprises working to create sustainable neighborhood economies. Their strategy includes identifying and supporting social entrepreneurs, focusing on neighborhood based strategies, leveraging social enterprise business models to increase economic activity and solving critical social challenges in communities by leveraging the lived experiences of those living in and from those communities. So big shout out to the folks over there at InnovationWorks. Find out more about them at IWBmore.org. IWBmore.org.